Once upon a time, in a kingdom so fair, there were three little girls with curly hair. The first girl's hair was a flaming crown, but she always wore a surly frown. Seeing her smile was very rare. She wasn't happy if things weren't fair. The second girl's hair was raven black, curious, witty, and sharp as a tack, always hiding with her nose in a book. No one could find her in her secret nook. And the last one had curling golden locks, brave as a badger and quick as a fox. She was bossy and liked things just so. Fearless, there was nowhere she wouldn't go. This last girl, with golden curly hair, tried her best, though life was unfair. She had no parents, no money and no food. It was no wonder that she was always in a foul mood. Skinny as a whip, her blue dress threadbare, from her head to her toes she needed care. Her friends helped her as much as they could, but she was almost always up to no good. One morning, as the sun rose bright, Goldilocks knew things were not quite right. With her stomach a rumble, she got up with a grumble. Then outside the town, walking quickly as she could, she wandered into the deep dark wood. Creeping through the storied trees, she followed a trail of honeybees. Fearless she wandered about, she knew this forest inside and out. Then there, up ahead, what a delightful smell! Sniffing she followed as if under a spell. And in the clearing stood a little old house. She scurried up close like a forest mouse. Through the window the tidy home looked empty, except for some food on the table. Wow, more than some, plenty. Inside she saw a bear wearing a frilly hat. It spoke and said, come on, we'll eat when we're back. Down beside her was a bear, fur all askew. He spoke up and said, why do I have to come too? Then the biggest bear ruffled the hair on his head and spoke gruffly, as a wise bear once said. A bear, no matter how hard he tries, grows tubby without exercise. Laughing to themselves, Goldilocks watched as they left the house, door unlocked. She knocked politely and then threw the door wide, because, of course, she knew there was no one inside. Sunlit the kitchen and shone on three bowls, and the smell wafted straight to her nose. She was feeling playful, but hungry too. She hopped all the way up onto a stool. Pulling the first bowl of porridge toward her, she took a small bite after giving it a stir. Blah, she said, making a face, much too salty, and set it back in its place. Pulling the next bowl of porridge towards her, she took a small bite after giving it a stir. Ugh, she said, making a face, much too sweet, and set it back in its place. Pulling the last bowl of porridge towards her, she took a small bite after giving it a stir. Ah, finally, this porridge is just right. Licking her lips, she ate every last bite. Now that she had eaten all of the food, she was finally put in a really good mood. Feeling sleepy with her tummy all full, she spotted a blanket made of wool, and by the fire were three cosy chairs. She'd sit for a bit before going upstairs.
The chair closest to the fire looked good. It was tall and broad and made of wood. She kicked off her shoes so her feet were bare and clambered on up into the chair. Ouch, she said angrily, hopping off. Why is this chair so hard? She scoffed. And it's much too tall for a girl like me and so rough it's gone and scraped my knee. The chair by the window looked nice and soft. It was low and squishy and made of cloth. Still, cupping her scraped knee with care, she flopped herself down right into the chair and sunk and sunk and sunk. Sunk so deep she got stuck. She struggled and wiggled without any luck. She was being smothered by all the fabric. Then finally she gripped the edge in a panic. Falling out of the stuffy chair, she brushed her face free of hair. Huffing and puffing, she was all fed up. She'd very nearly gotten very stuck. These chairs had fully soured her mood. I'll try one more, she grumped and stood, and walked up to the chair the perfect height. It was small and cute and painted white. This looks just right, she said and smiled. It looks like it was made for a child. But as she sat, it fell apart, destroyed. Landing in a heap, she frowned, annoyed. Goldilocks had had just about enough. She got up off the floor in a huff. It's time for a nap, she thought to herself, and went to the stairs by the bookshelf. She found three beds once she was upstairs, all wonderful and soft and big enough for bears. She hopped up onto the biggest one first, but soon found out the biggest was the worst. It was hard and the sheets were very rough. Sleeping here would be very tough. She hopped off the bed and went to the second. It looked soft and warm and all but beckoned, but as soon as she got in and tried to bunk down, it was too hot, too soft. She sat up and frowned. Pushing herself free of the bed, she looked at the next one, shaking her head. Surely this had to be better than the others. She got into the bed and climbed under the covers. It was perfect and comfy and all was just right. And before she knew it, she was out like a light. Fast asleep in the littlest bed, it was no wonder now that she was comfy and fed. As she was sleeping soundly in the room upstairs, the front door opened at the house of the bears. The bears had returned after a healthy wander. Then they saw the bowls and it made them ponder. All at once they exclaimed in surprise, someone's been eating my porridge, they cried. And mine's all gone, said the littlest bear. Well now, said Mama, we'll just have to share. Puzzling over the missing food, the bears went to sit and talk it through, but then they noticed something strange. They looked and pointed at the change. Who sat in my seat? said the bears. Then they saw the broken littlest chair. As they looked at the pieces on the floor, all the bears jumped when they heard a big loud snore. As the bears hurried all the way upstairs, Goldilocks woke up and looked at the bears. No longer feeling so fearless and bold, Goldilocks hurried to explain and told how she'd found their forest house in a voice softer than a little dormouse. She'd been hungry for days and hadn't slept, 
and as she told her story, she wept. After hearing her story, the bears were sad. They realised Goldilocks wasn't bad. A bit rude, and she should have asked. But there was no harm done, and their anger passed. Papa Bear spoke before she could flee, and said, Well now, why don't you stay for some tea? Goldilocks couldn't quite understand how. The bears weren't terribly upset with her now. But the littlest bear hugged her waist tight, and the others joined too. All was just right. Then they went back downstairs and gathered on the kitchen chairs. They had honey and waffles and some tea. It was a feast for all, on that they could agree. And once they were all happy and full, Goldilocks was given the blanket of wool, and she left with a wave at the five o'clock chime, and was welcomed back at the bears any time. I hope you enjoyed this story, and perhaps you're already snoring. Good night.